Welcome to the Coaching Lab Podcast, where basketball coaches build more success in less time by increasing their ability to teach, lead, and coach the players on their team and in their program. Coach, our gym just opened back up, and I'm excited to get back in with the players, getting some shooting workouts in, you know, getting them back in the groove of shooting. We all have that kind of dead period of time where we can't get into the gym because that floor is being redone. Well, we finally are past that, and we're ready to get back in and shoot. That's pretty exciting uh, for the players and for myself. But thinking about that, I want to share four different ideas about what we do in the gym once we get there. So these are going to be, you know, the varsity players and even some of the lower level kids coming in to get their shooting work in. And what are we going to work on with them? Now, this is the going with the assumption that we've already got some of those fundamental things down. I'm not teaching anybody how to shoot. I'm not really changing a shot. And maybe one of these days I'll do an episode, the difference between working out with a player and then the difference between you know, working on the shot of a player. They're kind of two different things when you're going in to get a good workout in versus you're going in to correct something or you're going in to try to get those fundamentals down. But we'll save that for another time. Today we're talking about four different ideas that you can use when you get in the gym with your players to make them better shooters. And they're not all groundbreaking things, but they're certainly things that you want to be paying attention to. If you use a camera at all, they're things that you can kind of be pointing out to your players and looking at to see how they change based upon whatever, you know, different circumstance or whatever position you put them in that's a little bit different. When we're dealing with shooters, a lot of times, and this happens a lot if you have um, a shooting machine in your gym, shooters will tend to get in one spot, get comfortable, and then that ball's kicked out to them over and over and over again, and they're shooting the exact same shot, you know, 100 times, which isn't all bad. But in a game, you don't get the luxury of doing that over and over. So once a player kind of has their their reps in, and I think it's a great idea to get reps in, but when you're in the gym and you're able to work with them, we want to put them in different positions. We don't want them just standing in one spot and shooting all the time. We want to make it game-like. We want to get them tired. We want to get them using different you know, muscles, having to balance in different ways, You know, getting them to move forward and back and side to side and being under control when they're shooting. All those things and make it really a, a good workout for them. One thing to look at, and the first thing we'll talk about, are legs loaded. This was a concept that uh, John Beeline, when he was at the University of Michigan, heard him talk about. And it was, make sure that your player's legs are loaded. So we kind of adopted that same term. When we're doing shooting drills in practice, whether they're group drills or it happens to be an individual drill, are your legs loaded when you're catching the pass? So are you down in a ready position to catch the ball and to shoot? Or are you in a position that you're going to catch it and then get your legs loaded? So then you're going to go down. When that happens, you've missed the opportunity to either explode past your defender or to raise up to shoot over the defender. It's too late. You need that second, that split second of time where you're going up right away rather than you get the ball and now you're going to load your legs and then you're going to come up. That split second is huge when it comes to shooting. But there's a few things that you have to be able to do in order to have your legs loaded. The first thing is you have to have proper foot position. So your foot 
or your feet need to be ready to go right away. You have to also be on balance. So you've got to have your balance and you've got to be ready to go. In games, there are times where a person drives in and kicks a ball out and the shooter is all set and ready to go just like with the shooting machine. You know, they get that nice crisp pass. They're ready to just jump up and fire. But then there are times when you're coming off of a screen or the pass is not right on the money or you have to change something in order to get yourself ready. This is what we want our players to be doing right now when we get in the gym. How do they adjust themselves to get their legs loaded to get into that that shooting rhythm to go right into their shot. So the next thing, and number two, is going to go right along with legs loaded. I think that's a huge concept players need to have ingrained in them. It's a fundamental that they need to have down. Hey, Coach, let's take a quick time out. I really hope that you're enjoying what you're hearing today. Just the other day, I had a coach email me saying, I've been coaching for a long time, and it amazes me how much I still have to learn about the game. I couldn't agree with him more. I'm constantly learning new things about the game, new tweaks or new ways of doing something that maybe I've been doing for 10 or 15 years, but this way is even better. That's what I hope to do with the coaching lab at CoachMattDennis.com. Give coaches new ideas and a fresh look at maybe some concepts that they hadn't heard of or maybe they just hadn't taught it that way. So if you're looking for something new in your program, whether you're just starting out or you're a veteran coach, I encourage you to check out the coaching lab with the three-day free trial. Now let's get back to the episode. The second thing is getting the ball in position three and then shooting in position, shooting it into position four. Now, if you're not really sure what I'm talking about, in episode 22, I talked or I gave a link to the one, two, three, four shooting method. And this is a way that we teach our elementary kids, middle school, high school kids, how to shoot the basketball. When they kind of graduate past number one and number two, and they move into the third and fourth positions, position three, real quick, you can go back and watch that video, but position three is where they have the ball up by their chest, by their chin level, wherever it is that they've got the ball and they're going to now start the upward motion with their legs and the ball at the same time to go into their release. So if we think about a free throw, it's when that player is down in a position to shoot the ball and then they're in with that synergy we had mentioned, we're going to move our hips up and we're going to move the ball up in a nice, nice fluid motion together in order to get a good shot. Well, the same thing happens in a jump shot. It just happens a whole lot faster. So we get down and our hips are ready to move up. Our legs are ready to explode. The ball is at our chest and it's ready to go up at the same time as our hips so that we can go into a nice smooth jump shot. So that's position three, when we're ready to go up. That goes into position four, and position four really is the follow-through or the release of the ball. So we want our legs loaded so that we catch it or we get that ball into position three as fast as we can, and then we can explode and we can shoot the ball into position four, have a nice, nice fluid shot, have that synergy together. If you're missing one of these two things, the shot will be, the timing will be off, and therefore the shot will be off. The shooter will not be consistent. So if their legs aren't loaded, but they've got it in position three, 
well, now you've got to dip down. It's going to take too much time. If your legs are loaded, but they actually start shooting it, say, from below position three, they're shooting it down by their hip and going to release it, their timing's going to be off because their hips only have to move, you know, 12 to 15 inches. And the ball now has to move from down by their waist all the way up to where the release point is. And that could be three feet. So you're not going to move 15 inches with your legs and three feet with your arms in the same period of time. You need to shorten those things up, make them as close to the same as possible. So we need our, if our hips move from a loaded position into that extended, exploded position, and there's 15 inches of movement, we want to try to get our position three to position four roughly 15 inches of movement as well. So I hope that makes sense. If you take a look at the videos in the previous episode that I linked, um, then you, you should you know be have a picture of what it is that I'm talking about exactly. But so the first thing's legs loaded. The second thing is being ready to shoot in position three and go right into position four. These things are really easy to kind of master or at least get comfortable with when you're shooting with a shooting machine. So these are things we stand in one spot, we're going to shoot, you know, until we make 10, then we're going to move somewhere, uh, or we're going to make two in a row, move to the next spot, two in a row. Everything is very controlled, though. You're getting repetitions to get this timing down, to get these habits down. Then you move in to our third idea that I want to share with you, and that's directional passes. And what I mean by that is whoever the pass is from, it's coming from a different direction. It's not always going to come from right underneath the hoop. It's going to come maybe from the baseline. So if you're using a shooting machine, the shooting machine actually kicks it to you on the baseline and you then pass it over to the player. Let's say they're shooting from the elbow. Uh, you pass it to the elbow. So they're used to turning towards you, getting the ball, turning back towards the rim, and then going into their shot. They're starting to use their core to develop consistency when the ball is coming from a different position. Now, it can be a, a pass from the right. It can be a pass from the left. Uh, it could be where they have to move their feet. So we're going to talk about foot movement here in just a second. But it could be where the, the pass is coming where they actually need to pivot into that shot. If we look at players coming off of a screen to get a shot or getting a handoff, those would also be times where we have a directional pass because we have the player moving into the shot differently. So not so much the pass, if it's a handoff um, or if it's a screen or something, it may not be so much the pass as it is that the player is just moving their body position in a different motion. They're not standing there getting a direct pass, being able to shoot it nice, crisp, and clean, because we all know that doesn't always happen in a game the, you know, the way that we would, we'd like it to. The defense is there. The pass is off the money. There's an adjustment somehow, some way in the player's shot that they have to be ready to make. But those directional passes can be huge in getting players lined up and using their core. And this is a really important thing, and it's kind of moving off topic slightly, but if you're doing workouts with your players or you're stressing workouts, things like push-ups, um, doing their sit-ups, making sure they do uh, even lunges, they're doing uh, any type of core work at all, this is why those are so important. So planks of any kind. This is huge because when players have to adjust their core, 
and get in position and get up to the shot, it does two things for them. One, it allows a lot more control when they're initially going into the shot. The second thing is it allows more control when they're up in the air and they have to come down from the shot. So we tell players, don't fade right, don't fade left, don't go backwards. A lot of that is based on the on your core. How much control do you have over your body movement to make sure that when you adjust to get into that shot, you can go up and down in the same space rather than, okay, I'm going to do it really fast, but that means I'm also going to be way out of control. I'm going to go to the right or the left. And there's other things, other workout, like weight room workout things that you could possibly do, but the basics of getting your core involved in you know, what kids are doing at home, what you're doing at the beginning of practice is big in developing your shooters. So going back to bring it back to point number three of the directional pass, make sure you're not passing to your players straight from the front underneath the hoop every time, or they're not getting it from a shooting machine every single time because the game isn't going to be played that way. Get them passes from different areas. One way that we have done this with our free throw shooters specifically is we have them line up the way that they want to line up and then I tell them I'm going to make bad passes to you so that you have to move and get yourself lined back up and shoot again. So I could be everything from I roll the ball to them. I throw it above their head so they've got to reach up. I throw it to the right or to the left so they've got to reach their hand out. Um, I give it to them so it bounces next to their knees instead of right up to where their hands are at by their waist. Uh, sometimes I'll snap it right to them and give them a chest pass. Every pass is different. Uh, sometimes it's off just slightly. Sometimes it's off by a lot, and they've got to take a step. But this makes them uncomfortable in the sense that they aren't going to be shooting the exact same shot without getting back up to the line and reorganizing themselves. So if we think about shooting free throws with a one-on-one -on -one attempt, or you get a and-one foul, or you've got to step up and shoot a technical foul, all of those happen at different times. You're not standing there shooting 10, 20, 30 shots in a row. You're getting one or two shots, and that's it. So we want them to step up or have to move and get comfortable every time. So when, when it's a different circumstance, when it's a different time in the game, they're ready to go. So that's one way that we use directional passing when it comes to free throw shooting. Now, the fourth thing that I want to touch on real quick is foot movement. I alluded to this with a pivot, is you get your players used to pivoting. I've never been real big on should a player pivot into a shot or should they do a, a two-foot jump stop into a shot. Every player kind of seems to be a little bit more comfortable one way or the other. And I think when you get to maybe higher levels or you have a kind of a, an elite level player in your program, you can focus on that a little bit more. But generally speaking, with the kids that I've, I get, basketball is their second or their third sport that they play. You know, I have some kids that basketball is the number one for them, but I've got to kind of mold all of these players together in the shortest period of time and they all don't come into work on shooting in the summer the way you want to and everybody probably experiences that in their program you don't get every key player in the gym every time you do a shooting workout uh, it just you'd like to but with work schedules vacation schedules other sports schedules travel ball schedules it doesn't work perfectly so that's one area that I've kind of decided I'm not going to harp on and I'm not going to you know, try to change them. If you come into a shot and you like to pivot into it, great. Let's become the best 
pivot shooter weekend. If you're a player who likes to hop into it with a two-foot jump stop, perfect. Now, I do have a preference over it. I wish players would do a two-pivot or a, a, a jump stop, would do a two-foot jump stop into the shot. I think their legs are loaded. You're more on balance and all of that. But some players have a tendency to pivot more, and I, I just haven't been willing to fight that fight. Um, unless they're the kids who are really pursuing, I'm going to play in college, uh, I have further aspirations in just playing high school basketball, then we get into those finer details and they certainly do see improvements from it. But it takes a lot of time and work and paying attention to small things, which since I don't get all the kids in the gym all the time, I don't have that time uh, with them in order to, to spend and work on those. But going back to our foot movement is... You want your players to be ready to get their feet in a position to shoot. So when their feet are in a position, that means their hips are going to be in the right position. That means their shoulders will be in the right position. Again, if you listen to episode 22, I talked about being an 11 o'clock or 1 o'clock shooter. That's a habit that players can create. So if they're an 11 o'clock shooter, if you aren't sure exactly what I'm talking about, it's when if you're a right-handed shooter, And if you were 10 toes to the rim, we're going to move our toes away from the 12 o'clock, which 12 o'clock straight in front of us on a clock. We're going to adjust them just slightly to the 11 o'clock position. Uh, That's going to shift our hips and our shoulders ever so slightly, and it's going to line us up with the middle of the rim a little bit better. But I explained that more in episode 22 if you want to go back and take a look at that. Once that habit is there, now it's a matter of getting there as fast as you can. So there's a couple of ways that we do this. I have my players shuffle their feet, you know, back and forth, you know, front to back. And they'll do that over and over, and I'll go ahead and I'll snap the ball out to them. And then they, as soon as they catch it, they've got to get their feet in a proper position and their legs loaded, the ball in position three, and go right into that shot. As soon as they shoot it, they start shuffling their feet again, and I snap it back out to them. So this is a way to get them used to having their feet in different positions. And in the beginning, for some players, their feet are all over the place. And they they quickly kind of develop this skill. But this is something that you want them to have. We will also do it where we pass to the right or to the left of the player. So we talk about directional passing a little bit. And we force them to have to move to a different spot to get their feet set and to go into their shot. So we're purposely passing one to two feet outside of where they're they're ready to shoot from so that they have to adjust and go into that shot. So that helps quite a bit in developing that foot movement. If we're talking about going maybe a play, we run a particular play um, where we set a pin down screen and the player comes off of the pin down and gets a skip pass. And then they have to catch it and they have to go into that shot. When you are doing that, if you get a pin down screen and you've got to turn your entire body around to catch that pass to go into that shot, we've had some players who are not capable of doing that because they haven't put in the time. So that's that's an option we don't run for them. Where I have other players who have spent time working on it and have that the footwork down where they can do it so quickly that as soon as they get the ball, they're right into the shot. A lot of that goes to getting doing the work early and getting yourself down to that pin down, off the pin down screen as fast as you can, getting out, turning as fast as you can, but then getting those feet set and shooting. But it's, a, it's something that players have to work on in order to be good at it. You couldn't run that play with everybody. Now, we don't run a ton of plays in our system, but could you have a skip pass? 
at any point in the game, you certainly could. We teach our players to pin down screen a lot, so they're not automatic calls. It's a player recognizes that where the help side is, they see the opportunity for a pin down, so they, they have their hand up, and they're not only yelling at the person they're setting the screen for, they also have their hand up telling the person with the ball, hey, I'm setting this pin down, you need to skip the pass. So all of those things together go to, can the kid who gets the ball off of that skip pass get set and ready to shoot it and shoot a consistent shot where it's something that we want in our offense? If you can't, that's not an option that that you need. We'll talk to you about pump fake and drive, uh, finding what the other options are once you catch the ball. But if you're a shooter, that we've had a lot of success with pin downs and skip passes. So that's something that that we've used successfully, we'll continue to use because it's hard for defenses to guard and get out there when you've got a kid who can shoot the ball consistently and extremely quickly. So, But that goes to foot movement. So in foot position may be a little bit better term using it. But coach, these are four ideas that you can kind of take and pay attention to what you're doing in your offense, but also pay attention to what your players are doing in the workouts to fine-tune their shooting. So are their legs loaded? Are they getting the ball to position three as fast as they can so the legs loaded and the ball position allow for the synergy in the upward movement and ultimately the shot that they're going into? Directional passes. Are you giving them a perfect pass every time or are you making them have to use their core and adjust to get into a shot similar to the way they may have to do it in a game? And then finally, their foot position. Are they able to get their feet set and ready to go right away? Are you doing different drills that that allow for them to do that? Thanks for listening to today's episode, Coach. If you'd like more great coaching content, I encourage you to check out The Coaching Lab at CoachMattDennis.com. You'll find everything you need to have more success in less time.